0: Welcome to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Seat Geek. I am John DeShazer, and I am flying the mothership solo today um, without my co-host, Caroline Gonzalez. Uh, she will be welcomed back into the fold pretty soon. But for now, uh, and on this day, on this occasion, it will just be me. So sit back, relax, enjoy. We have a great podcast for you today featuring New Orleans Saints assistant coach Zach Street. That's right assistant coach Zach Streif now uh, with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Great conversation with Zach, as well as a nice convo with New Orleans Saints running back Ty Montgomery, uh, a free agent who recently re-signed with the Saints for a year after having a nice introductory uh, year with the Saints. So we'll have those two guys uh, coming up on today's podcast. Again, fun times, great times, and we're looking forward to it. And right now we'll move immediately into the interview with Zach Streif, New Orleans Saints offensive assistant. Zach. Okay, first thing, my first question is, what the hell, man? How you
1: <laughs> how <you> did <laughs> How did you not tell us this was coming, my friend? Well, I would say uh first of all it's good to talk to you, John. I, the biggest reason is cuz I didn't know it was coming. Um you know, this was, this kind of came on fairly quickly. It certainly wasn't something that um, had, had been planned or thought of even really, Um, you know, got into the off season and, and talked to Sean a couple of times just about, you know, life. It was, it was not necessarily about, um, you know, coming back. And he kind of made a comment to me, um, you know, about, about coaching and I kind of blew it off and I got off the phone and, my wife said, you know, what's, uh, what did Sean say? And I, you know, just, we talked about, I don't even remember what it was. I said, and then at the end he hit me with the, when are you, when are you going to come coach, you know, comment? Um, And, and she goes, well, what'd you say? And I said, I told him no. And she goes, you just, that seems weird. Like you, you don't have any interest in it. And it kind of started a conversation and um, you know, and I think that conversation over time led to, Uh, the acceptance more than anything of just how big of an opportunity it really was and, and how much I miss being, you know, in the building. And, and uh, I think it's hard for players to make the decision to go back to coaching for a lot of reasons. Uh, The biggest of which is you watch those guys work and grind um, and you see them and how hard they, they work at it. And you go, I don't have to do that. That looks hard. Right. I mean, I think that's kind of your mentality as a player um and you know and yet you accept eventually you know what it's it's what I really love and um as great as my role was um at WWL and as much as I loved doing what I was doing because I genuinely loved doing it um you know I felt like this was going to be uh, more fulfilling to me and, and decided to make the dive in. So I wasn't hiding it from you, John. It wasn't sitting there all year long as we're sitting in airports, flying around the country, going to watch games. It, it kind of came on me pretty quick. And, and before I knew it, I'm getting home for my first day and my wife is going, I can't believe this is happening. So.
0: Well, you know, now first let me backtrack a little bit. I got to tell the three people who don't know Zach Streif was uh, the radio play by play a guy for the WWL radio the flagship station of the New Orleans Saints. So he was the voice of the Saints for the last three years, I think. Three years, yeah. And um, and so now he's segued over to coaching. And, and, and listening to you and Deuce, um, I must say that you guys are, are extremely knowledgeable about the game. So I would think this would be a natural segue for you uh, to go into. But you had never considered going into coach.
1: No, and again, I think as a player, you, you talk yourself out of it, and I think that's a lot more common, and, you know, when I really finally came and sat down with Sean and talked about it seriously, he was like, yeah, it takes people time, you know, to get away from it, especially uh, if there's other options, right, and, mm-hmm. um, and I think players universally have this desire to prove or to, um, to show, you know, I, I can do more than football. And, you know, I understand, I had that mentality and I understand that mentality, but I also think that you come to a point where you accept, or at least I did that, Hey, it's okay to be best at football, right? Like that's all right. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a real profession, you know, and, um, and, and everybody, John, you know, they want to do what they're good at, right? If you walk into a gym, you know, you very rarely see a guy my size, just like you know, slugging away on the treadmill for two hours, right? He's going to yeah, find something yeah. he's good at, right? If you're a yeah. good bench presser, you like to bench press. Yes, you sir. Know, if, if you're a runner, you like to run. I mean, and so, you know, at this point, you know, I, I think I realized and accepted, hey, I, I think that's probably, you know, my my skill set and where I could benefit the most and, and had a strong desire to come back and be in the building and be a part of the Saints organization again and was really just fortunate to have, you know, been given the opportunity uh, to step into the role that I have.
0: Now it sounds like your wonderful wife was extremely supportive here. Now was this you know, or is this just a way for her to get you out of the house more? Because you know, I know my wife doesn't necessarily mind all the time when I'm not home because yeah. <laughs> I gotta get in the way sometimes. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: so what was the conversation like at home? It seems like she was very supportive of
1: this. She was. I tell everyone, my wife is is um, uh, substantially smarter than I am, and I think she saw the reality of the opportunity maybe even faster than I had um, and and she has been supportive and at the end of the day you know this is a family decision because this this profession affects your entire family you know you mm-hmm. ask a lot of your family um, this is not a job where it's like hey I'm going to take off early today you know on Thursday and you know Charlotte had a doctor's appointment so I got to pick my kid it's not really how this one works you know it's yeah. Um, you're really locked in, and and uh, so it's a sacrifice for everybody in the family at the same time. And I, I did a lot of um, talking with former coaches and guys who I've really respected, and you know more than anything, guys whose families I've really come to respect. You know, coaches who have really close, tight knit families in spite of the hours and the time they're gone, and and talk to those people about how you know they. Kind of see this profession affecting that side of their life, and you know, and I, it, it's interesting because there's obviously things that make uh, there's struggles in this job as it pertains to your family, and then there's also things about this that um, I think makes families closer and tighter. And, and as my wife and I kind of weighed and measured uh, the pros and cons, I think what we came away with was it was a it was a great opportunity for everybody in our family. Um, you know, and, and, you know, obviously for us and what we're able to provide for our kids, but also the environment that we're going to get to raise our children in being surrounded by, you know, what are ultimately world-class people. And John, you know this from being in the building. It's, it's a special place. They bring in special people. And I want my kids exposed to that. I want my sons to see the types of players that the Saints organization goes and brings into this building. I want them to be around those guys. And and I think ultimately this place is filled with great role models that I'm excited to get to, you know, bring my kids up around.
0: Yeah. now You, your presence around the facility, but will it be a little bit odd, I guess, to now coach some of the guys or, or, or is it kind of almost the same because you've been there and you've been a, a mentor and you've been, a guy who's been in the locker room and so it, it, it again it almost seems like a natural progression
1: I think yeah I think I'm probably in a better than normal situation walking back and co- coaching your teammates right um yeah. because it was a big part of my role here my last few years was working with younger guys and so the guys who I played with Teron you know Andrus um you know, those guys and really even early in in Eric's uh, career here, Ryan, you know, those guys who I played with or was still active, you know, while they were around, that was part of my role, you know, and I did, I did help guys. It was something I enjoyed doing. At the same time, it is a little bit different now, right? And um, ultimately, those guys know I have a ton of respect for what they're doing. They know that I'm there to help. I don't have any uh, desire to do anything but try to make each one of them better and I think uh, what's probably even even bigger dynamic shift John is that now I'm a coach with my own coaches and that's an interesting <laughs> and even maybe even more so yes. um, because that role is very very different you know and um, I, I'll tell you this it's just my second week here and uh, my appreciation for what the staff does on a day-to-day basis, week-to-week, year-to-year, uh, has grown tremendously. Just like three days into working, I was like, man, I'm such a jerk. Because how many times did I walk in and look at the game plan and say, ah, I don't, why are we doing this? And then it's like, oh, well, don't worry about it. We just talked about adding that one play for four hours last night, right? And you're like, <laughs> man, there's so much that goes into it and they work so hard and the amount of, uh, of knowledge in, in, that, in that space up with the coach's office is just so immense. And so, you know, it's, it's really about taking a backseat and, and, and having a lot of humility and, and kind of walking in hat in hand, trying to learn and, and um, you know, absorbing as much of their information as you can. And, and for me, just kind of picking the spots where maybe I can add a perspective um, that hasn't previously been in the room. So uh, it, that's, that's probably an even bigger dynamic shift than it will be with the actual players.
0: Now you've maintained the relationship with Coach Payton, obviously. Now, do do you get to yell at him now?
1: No, absolutely not. My understanding <laughs> now, again, we're you know we're we're in an uh, off season mode here right now. We're doing self scout and preparing for the draft and free agency. Uh, so there's not a ton. Of, my understanding is I will probably get yelled at just as much now <laughs> by Coach Payton as I did as a player. So. Uh, that that shouldn't be all that different, probably. <laughs> now, what are your hours? And 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 you know what? Now,
0: people don't. I guess people do know about your restaurant. Um. So what happens there? I know you obviously have business partners, so it's just not you. But you know, do you maintain your stake there? Do you maintain your involvement there?
1: Well, you know, Porter Lane's, um, you know, is is operating. I have a great team over there, people that I really trust, and I know are going to continue to do a great job um you know my my uh, involvement there certainly uh, gets reduced right i mean we're working here five days a week you know i really just have weekends open and time that you know i look forward to spending with my family now knowing that the season is such a time commitment um so i really trust that group now they they're keeping me in the loop i get emails throughout the day you know fortunately i live on the north shore so i've got an hour in the car both directions and so uh, that's kind of where I've been spending time on the phone, catching up on what's going on and being able to, again, add some inputs in terms of what we're doing and directions we're going. So there'll be an involvement, but certainly not like it was. I mean, this is a, uh, this is a more than full-time commitment, the decision to come and coach. And um, I think it makes you value that, that time you have outside of the building even more with your family. And so I'm certainly taking a, a, a good jump uh, into the back seat. But again, I've got a great team there that I trust a ton, and I'm still in the loop, and um, and you know we'll still be involved in some capacity, but certainly not like I was.
0: Yeah. Notice, folks, he said he was on the phone. Now. He did not say he was texting, and driving. So he's being. No,
1: not texting.
0: No. <laughs> so now, now Zach, you're joining a, a a staff, a team that's won four consecutive division championships. Did that make it? an easier selling point. I mean, I would assume it made that a lot easier selling point instead of going to a team that's won, you know, three games for the last four years.
1: Here's the reality. I'm, and again, I'm in a really, really unique position, right? So one of the biggest and most attractive things coming back here, obviously people know I played here and I've been around this organization a long time, but the amount of stability that exists in this building is really, um, it's nearly unparalleled in, in professional sports. Um, um, you know, when I walk back in here and onto this coaching staff, you know, all the guys that were coaching when I left three years ago are still here. You know, the general manager is still here. The You know, we have Terry Fontenot go uh, make the jump to general manager and who replaces him? You know, somebody who I know very well. And so there's a ton of stability and familiarity with the people in the building. And um, even more so than just the fact that they're winning, it's that knowledge and understanding that um, – you have a chance to be here for a prolonged period of time. Um, and I think, you know, f- for me, um, this being, you know, the, the organization that I played for and, and the general manager I played under and head coach I played under, um, you know, I have a really, I have a lot of loyalty to, to not only the organization, but to those two men. And I kind of see, you know, my role here as, hey, I got to find a way to keep them you know, going here as long as possible. And it's beneficial to me. You know, my wife is from New Orleans. Um, I would love to stay here for a long time. I know that in coaching, sometimes the job takes you in other directions, but um, I've I've had pretty good luck staying loyal to this one place. Um, And I think I intend to do that moving forward as best I can. And um, so it's even more so the stability here um, that's so attractive and the ability to, to maybe stay inside of this building for a long time.
0: You know, you mentioned the stability and longevity. You, when you add a person like a Zach Streif, uh, is that another one of those ways where Coach Payton kind of injects new ideas, new blood, uh, new, you know, new approaches, and all those kinds of things to keep it fresh within the organization? Because you've seen it from the inside. You've seen it from both sides. Is that one of the ways he kind of keeps things fresh and popping?
1: I think there's certainly an advantage to having a different perspective, right? Um, I think that being able to communicate to the coaching staff how we would would see certain things or how it feels as a lineman, you know, and and um, give some thoughts and ideas is certainly helpful. And I think uh, one of the things that makes great organizations is that ability and openness to new ideas and thoughts and Um, that open dialogue that exists in this staff about what guys think and you know what would be the best way to handle this situation and um, you know I I think that's that's really something that has made this group really successful from a staff perspective so certainly I think there's some help there and, and that's the way that I see my role right now is learn and absorb as much as I can about the greater offense right like I know the offense I know the terminology and yet uh, I've never been real worried about what the Z receiver is doing, right? It's never really popped into my head as a player, so I have a ton of stuff to learn. But there are also also perspectives that I have that I think um, can help, um, you know, not only the staff but the but the players. And and again, my my challenge is um, to to really pick and choose where uh, I inject some of that information, while also again being being as humble as possible and making sure that the staff knows. Um, that I'm here to learn and, and to contribute where I can and, and not to be maybe the same personality that I was as a player in year 11 and 12, which was a very different role, a much more vocal role than I'll take on now on the staff.
0: You know, How much of a mental stimulant has this been for you? Because you seem to be pretty invigorated. Yeah,
1: it's, I think um, getting back in and, and again, finding something that you have so much to learn about, and and, uh, and more than anything, being surrounded by the types of people that thrive in this industry, right? Highly driven, highly capable, motivated individuals um, who are experts at their craft, right? That's everybody now. Every, you're just surrounded by it throughout the entire building. And I think that really puts you in a great mental headspace um, to, to do the same, right? To have that same drive and motivation and um, you know, the, the one thing about, you know, doing play-by-play is it's largely an independent job, right? You're you're yeah. alone a lot. The preparation, yeah. all that stuff, you, you kind of do alone and, and you're reliant on yourself to be self-motivated. And I don't think I lack that, but I think there's something special about being surrounded by people who are all working at the level that the people in this building work to achieve a singular goal. I think it just, you can't help but feel motivated by it and um, so, yeah, I would I would definitely tell you, I feel I feel uh, charged, energetic about the, the prospects of all of it. And, um, you know, and that's that's one of the great things. One of the things you really miss when you leave a building like this is is not being constantly surrounded by this type of an environment.
0: Well, we're looking forward to it. Um, and that is a great talk right there, Zach. Um, man, we're looking forward to seeing you on the sidelines. Um, and now doing your new thing. So that's Zach Streif, ladies and gentlemen. Not a keeper of secrets. He didn't hold it from us. He didn't know himself. You heard him say it himself, even though, you know, I was wondering, I I looked up and I was like, what in the world happened? And so now
1: I know not to blame it on Deuce. John, here, listen, John, here's the real, this is the reality, right? Listen, I just got to hang out with you on the weekends. I said, I got to see John more often. (laughs) What do I have to do to get a little bit more John in my life I'll just coach. I'll see him every day.
0: <laughs> see, there, but here's the thing, here's the thing about that. If we stay on the COVID rules, you'll see me even less. That's a good point to <laughs> So I believe
1: we're going to get away from him. I believe. Yeah, let's
0: let's let's all get vaccinated and get back to normal here. Let's hope that's that right. Happens. So that's Zach Streif, ladies and gentlemen. Great interview with Zach a uh, great talk. Always good to catch up with uh, the Saints former offensive lineman who had a lot of great things to say about his new position with the organization. And now we'll move into the conversation with Ty Montgomery. So Ty, um, you know, you resigned with the Saints. Um, first, describe yourself as a player. Um, I think, you know, we all had an idea of the kind of player you you were when you joined the Saints. But describe yourself. You describe your you. Uh,
2: I just think I'm a I'm a versatile talent. Um, I think I've just barely begun to scratch the surface. Um with my skill set at running back or receiver. And I think um, the Saints and the organization is really helping me evolve as a player, just allowing me to be everywhere, you know, any given time during the week and even on special teams. Um, special teams isn't something that i played a lot of, but being integrated more into special teams uh, in the kicking game, like on kickoff and on punt, punt block return, um, got to return the ball, um, you know, a, a couple of times this past season. And, um, you know, just, I, I just really like how just being able to just play anywhere and everywhere. It's, it's a lot of fun.
0: Now, obviously your signature game with the saints was this, the regular season finale against Carolina. Uh, walk us through that situation again, because that, you know, there's something that does not happen often in the NFL where you're practicing at, at receiver during the week. Um, you find out all the running backs can't play in the game. You, you immediately flip. You go play running back. You run 400 yards. Um, what was the mindset or, or the adjustment that you had to make during that process?
2: Uh, shoot, I remember just being ready to play receiver all week. And I think it was like Thursday or Friday comes around and I'm like, uh, that's, that's D-Wash's car. He's leaving. That's Latavius' car. He's leaving. I'm like, what in the world is going on? I'm walking into the building, and CJ's like, man, looks like you're going to be our only running back this week. I was like, you lying. <laughs> and uh, I got taken out of all the special teams' meetings, got put into the running back room. Um, you know, JT wasn't even able to be in the building. So, like, that, 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 that in itself was crazy. But to be honest, it was a position that I had been in before, in in Green Bay um something very similar so for me it was it it felt seamless it was like I've been here before I know what to do I know how to do this I had training camp at the running back position I understand the run game I understand where where where, where the ball's hitting you know in the in the schemes whether it's wide zone or tight zone and so when it came down to it I was just like let's go I know what to do and let's see how far I can run
0: you know, you, you didn't get a lot of practice that week, though. So how, how quick was the recall?
2: Uh, I don't know. It, I guess it just felt natural. I mean, I like, obviously, they gave us a lot of reps and um, walk through during practice and stuff like that. But it just kind of felt like second nature. I feel like uh jt's he's, he's a heck of a of a coach he's explained things very well to me he's let me be natural as the runner he hasn't really tried to change my style just sort of has tried to show me how things are, are moving where the ball's hitting and you know like i said i'm scratching the surface um at this at, at, at this position and so i really feel like I've, I've gotten better just behind the scenes and being able to play faster seeing things faster so when it came down to it once I started to get my rhythm, it was just, boom, I, I know where it's going. And obviously watching guys like AK, Latavius, d Wash, guys in front of me, just sort of watch how they do things. I'm always taking something from, uh, you know, from other guys and somebody else. And those guys were, were helpful.
0: Now, you, you had some hamstring injuries last year. But when you look at that game, did you kind of point to that game and say, you know what, that's, that's, that's the guy that I am and that's the guy that I'm going to beat? I mean, because everyone looked at that and said, you know what? Okay, that, that looks like the time Montgomery we were expecting to see priests. Do you kind of feel like you, so to speak?
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And to be honest, I feel like I left some yards out there. I feel like there were, there were some more things I could have done on the second level. But my mindset that game was just get downhill, protect the football, get downhill, take the yards they give me, run fast, see the hole, hit the hole. And there were some more things I could have done down, the, you know, in the second level. I think it was spin move. I'm, I'm remembering there's a stiff arm that I'm remembering that I, I could have put on a safety. There's a cutback I remember I could have had in the second level. I think it was in the fourth quarter on like a third and long. I just tried to get get my pads down. Um, but, but yeah, I, honestly, yeah. And just, just for the simple fact that like I haven't really had that kind of opportunity in about two or three years. And then to go out there two days before the game and get thrown into the fire and then go for over a hundred yards. I think that speaks to, to, you know, to the kind of player that that I am.
0: Ty, you aren't the biggest guy in the world. You saying get downhill. Did you enjoy that? Do, do you enjoy that physical aspect of the kind of, you know, squaring up and, 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 and taking on dudes?
2: Oh yeah. 100%. Like, i'm not i don't think i'm little by any means i'll walk the field in <laughs> 20 you know what i'm saying but um i do enjoy it especially still wearing 88 especially still you know my teammates know what i do you know in practice you know scout team receiver and i'm always trying to be the number one or the number two guy and just working on my releases, working my routes. And there's sometimes it's, it hasn't been a lot, but I, I've showed a little bit in games at that time. And so to still have that 88 and teams know that I have that skill set, and then to be able to run downhill, get my pass forward, fall forward, get the extra two, three yards after contact, I like that. I like that a lot.
0: Now, what excites you the most about the Saints offense? Um, I think you mentioned the ability to be able to move around different positions. But is, is that the thing that excites you the most about what you do with the Saints?
2: Uh, honestly, it's not just me, but I think this offense as a whole, like, first of all, like, Coach Payton is. I don't really know how to say it. Like, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from words that's like going to get me in trouble. But like he he <laughs> he, he watches so much film like there's times in practice where he's like, I promise you, this is exactly how it's going to happen. And, you know, that's how it happens. And this is an offense where anybody at any given point from any position can touch the football. And I think that's what makes us dangerous. Um, we got guys on the outside, uh, alignment up front, quarterback position, running back position. Um, everybody in this offense, you know, almost in a way has to be versatile. So, I mean, you, you, I mean, you can't even look at our receivers and just think they're like, Oh, they're, they're catching, get out guys. These are like catching carry guys, like, you know, trying to stay away from names, but we had a, a lot of guys catch the ball and get movement, whether it's in backfield or from out wide.
0: Now, as a free agent, you had an opportunity, obviously, to, to not come back to New Orleans, but, you know, what what factors most into the, into the decision to basically run it back with the team?
2: Uh, first off, everything I just said. And I just feel like this is a place for me to thrive and a place where I can really just sort of, this almost doesn't, I mean, I know the NFL is a business, so I use this, this word carefully, but sort of be nurtured and, I, and I allow my skill set to really thrive. But ultimately, it's for some continuity, um, just to be in one spot for more than one year. I know I had that, you know, the the last year in Green Bay, I got traded, and that felt like two seasons. So it was two teams, and then it was one season with the Jets. I didn't want to go somewhere else. I, I want I want to find a home. I want some continuity, and I want some consistency. And you know, I'm, I'm thankful that that the Saints are giving me another shot. You know, I
0: know, I know a lot of times, you know, guys look at the offseason season, and, and that's where you guys get healthy, get better. Uh, how much are you looking forward to this off season? Because essentially I guess no one in the NFL really had an off season last year where they got that opportunity to bond with the team and kind of learn the plays and learn the teammates and all of those things and small nuances that you take for granted you know do you look forward to that off season grind this
2: year? 100 percent um don't get me wrong I'm 28 years old, seven years in the league. I I enjoy having my own routine um, and doing things that that I know is good for my body. But at the same time, it's so beneficial to have those extra weeks um, with teammates and coaches. Um, Because ultimately, I feel as though a player can make an impression during that time. And so when you don't have that offseason and then you go into training camp, um, they already probably have pieces in place and an idea of how they want to use guys, this and that and the other. And I think this time during the offseason can sort of help help me find a way into a more um, consistent role in this offense at, in in some capacity. I mean, we got so many guys that it's hard to find a spot on this field. Like, I'm blessed to put on the Saints uniform every single day. I look around in practice like, good God, like, we got a bunch of players on this team. And so for me, this this offseason, I think can can sort of, help me um, maybe make an impression on the coaches early and find a way to get me into the game plans during the season. I don't know.
0: All right, we appreciate your time and um, good luck with the Saints this season.
2: Thank you, I appreciate it.
0: Well, that's a wrap for today. Thanks for joining us here on the New Orleans Saints podcast and be sure to join us for a podcast in the near future where Caroline Gonzalez will return. Uh, I'll be here also uh, to help Navigate through, and we're going to have a great time on the future podcast here on thewomanlessaints.com as well as the mobile app.